0: I did it. First episode. Maybe this is a very odd kind of success, but I had 20 people listen in the first couple of days. First few days, maybe. And um, the fact that 20 people have given me over 10 minutes of their time to listen to me rambling on, I feel like, I think that's a success. That's my opinion anyway. So probably like many at the beginning of uh, starting something like this, I've kind of, as I said to you on the last one, you know, it's about what I feel I'll get out of it. I don't even know why people start podcasts. I think for me it's a talking diary and um, the last couple of days. I was thinking, should I release one every week, every two weeks, every few days? And then I thought, stop overthinking it and just release something when you've got something that you want to talk about or something that you want to kind of... Um, I'm guessing, I'm trying to think of the word. That's another great thing with a speech issue. Um, The filing cabinet gets mixed up and the speech therapist told me you kind of your brain finds another way around to get to the word that you need to be but now i'm thinking about the journey around my head rather than the word i needed to be on so what was i saying so if there's something that i want to i don't know if it's remember or just i i i guess it feels significant enough and significant's a big word and it doesn't mean that i don't for a second mean um something has to be kind of oh wow this is huge it's it literally is just if there's something in my life that i want to speak about and i think oh in a few years be interesting to remember that that's why i'll talk about it so this week i got my covid job um if you're on social media with me, which is a couple of you, because I know a few of you said you'll be back, you'll know what a turbulent time it's been. I mean, the last year, you just couldn't make it up, could you? So I'm in the clinically extremely vulnerable group, where the CEV is, or the Shielders, Um Really bad, 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 bad really bad timing because my doctor surgery lost their contract in, I think it was March last year, yeah it was March last year and we got moved to a new doctor's surgery um, so in a nutshell uh, a lot of my health conditions I am managed out of area so I go to a specialist hospital over in Leeds and um, so whilst the GP kind of shared cares me, that's what they call it if you're on shared care So they'll manage my blood, my regular blood test, because obviously trying to get to Leeds is very difficult um, The treatment that I'm on is, sorry about the dog barking The treatment I'm on is managed through, um, I don't even know what they're called But it's like a private provider, it's NHS But because of the unusual treatments that we get with our conditions, you kind of... So your consultant or your hospital has to apply for a pocket of funding to be able to give you that treatment. And then whoever that provider is, they provide it. So it's quite a a comprehensive system, actually. So they'll deal with all my prescriptions they deal with the the sharps bins any letters that i'll need to kind of reference for traveling because you can't go out of the country without a letter to inform people that obviously you cannot have these medications removed and it, it it's all a bit of a minefield but because that's all done separately i don't think that flagged up with the doctors. So initially I got the government letters for shielding and so did my daughter. Um, She was born with a blood disorder. Um, That means her red blood cells, her bone marrow is, um, I don't even know what the word is, but it doesn't produce her red cells the same as it should. And the red cells have like a shell on them for kind of longevity in your system. And they're concave so that they can travel around your body a bit, a bit easier. And my eldest daughter's a, a, a different shape and they don't travel very well and the shell's not great. So she naturally destroys her own blood. Which meant when she was six, um, your spleen is the thing that filters your blood out and they had to remove it. She was in its called hemolytic crisis quite a lot. Um, so she's on the clinically extremely vulnerable list as well. So we've kind of been on house arrest for the vast majority of the last year. And then um, I think during the the process of the kind of shielding changes and learning more about the virus and everything like that, um, very oddly I was taken off the list, but I didn't know. And apparently some people with Poppy's, not Poppy's condition, because it's not the condition that puts her in that group. It's the fact that she's needed a, a spleen um, Although sometimes the condition puts her in that group as well. But she'd ended up being taken off the list. And there's quite a big um, media kind of coverage on hers. Saying that they, they needed to make a U-turn and it was the wrong thing to do. Anyway, I told you I, I waffled, didn't I? So this week I've basically been chasing up um, why we've not got the letter for her. And then we got finally after kind of log back, log, locking horns um, because the GPs were stating that she was definitely not on the list. So I had to send some literature after a doctor had stated to me that she should be on the list. And with me, again, I don't know if it's something that their system recognises or doesn't recognise some of the medications I'm on because again, it's not my condition that puts me on the list. It's the treatment plan that I'm on. Um, And obviously because it comes through a private provider, that's not kind of as obvious. So anyway, I was back on the list a while ago in December, but she wasn't. So I've spent the week chasing that up. And then today we got a little success in the GP had messaged me back and said, yep, she's on the list, I'm sorry, we got it wrong. So it was like, yay, thank God, we will get the vaccine. And then they <laughs> sent me a message and said, but because she's under 18, the AstraZeneca isn't licensed for under 18, so she'll need to wait for the Pfizer. But sadly, she's an EpiPen user. <laughs> um, she won't be getting the Pfizer either. So you know when you just kind of think, This could have been a battle I didn't need. I really could have done without this. And yet I've spent the last two days emotionally exhausting myself, arguing a point, feeling quite full of anxiety actually. Because as you can imagine, you know, we've been told for the last 10, 11 months just how dangerous it is if either of us get this this virus and then so a mistake to be made and, and and the risk opportunity of risk to be reduced is taken away was was quite distressing um so that was a, an unusual couple of days fighting a, a battle that i would never be able to win the war. <laughs> oh might i won the battle but i haven't won the war so so yeah i kind of thought yeah, it's one of them things that you're like you just couldn't make it up and I was like really chuffed when I'd got her back on the list and we was like, I knew it, I'm, I'm... she's going to be safe and she's going to get the jab. And then the final bump in the road was, nope, she's not, because she uses an EpiPen. So I guess that's my week in a nutshell. We, for the last few days, had an element of we may be able to get back to some normality. Until now. I don't know if people understand because this I, I think there's been so many kind of difficult situations recently and we've become what do you call it would you say introvert or no introverts the wrong word I'm I'm trying to think of it it'd be non-intentional but I, I think society is you know over the last year when you kind of batten down the hatches and and deal with what's in your own four walls naturally i think you do become slightly self-centered and i spend a lot of time online trying to balance out when people are feeling a little bit badly done to Um, and and ultimately we're kind of getting cross with the wrong people you know we're cross with people because we feel that they've been given something that we think we should have and we're not given the chance but actually the people who we should be cross with is the people who put these systems in place and understandably you know they're the ones that have the power the people at kind of the receiving end have no power and our kind of distrust or upset is all focused very much at the the wrong end of the spectrum Um, And I I don't know if that's human nature or just a symptom of of kind of not interacting publicly for such a long time and forgetting that other people have needs as well. Um, I don't even know why I've gone off on this tangent now. Interesting. I did warn you on the last episode that this happened, so you can't blame me now. Um, But... Oh, that's what i was saying but what i think is interesting is i don't think unless you're in the cv or shielding group you can fully appreciate the resilience that we've needed to become arrested to our own homes um, i am absolutely blessed that i don't live at home alone i have a family you know i'm comfortable at home and I've, I've got a nice house, I guess, you know, and we've got heating and food, but there's a lot of people that aren't in the same boat as me and, and that, you know, there's a lot of anomalies of fear and worry and anxiety on top of the fact that every single doctor and every news article that you ever listen to for, for the best part of a year, tells you outright that you are likely to die if you catch this virus Um, I just wonder how much the kind of mental resilience that we're going to have for this to continue and I guess that's what the vaccine gave us it gave us a light at the end of the tunnel Um, yeah I kind of feel like everybody's becoming slightly tired with it all I think everybody's kind of resilience and back up kind of emotional strength is is on the, the red now and we need something to focus on that gives us even a glimpse that this isn't forever but I think for Shielders and I can't speak for everybody um, it's, it's been a shocking year about five or six years ago. God, I can't remember In fact, it was six years ago. Oh no, it wasn't, it was seven years ago. Right, doing well out of remembering because it came up on my youngest's memory last night on Facebook, oh no, my husband's memory. A photo of my youngest came up. Seven years ago, I went into hospital and I didn't come out for very long between January and July. I spent a a good chunk of time in hospital, interestingly, on a CPAP machine, which is what's keeping a lot of people alive. Uh, So I know, and they're not nice. Oh, it's like having central eating running through your your bedroom, uh, your bed, sorry, not your bedroom, it's awful. Um, Relying on a machine to force air into your lungs because you can't take that in yourself. It's It's an awful situation. God, this has been negative, hasn't it? It wasn't intended to be that way, so... Actually, I I was intending to tell you because I thought it was quite funny that I've spent two days chipping away, being absolutely determined that I knew best and I was right, which is true, I did, (laughs) without any prize at the end. Oh, dear. Anyway, it's kept me busy. That's the main thing, isn't it? I mean, where's our routines? I don't even get dressed most of the time. I'm laid in bed now, basically talking to my phone in the hope that whoever listens to it finds something interesting in this, you know, piece of information that I'm willing to share, which is a snapshot of the last few days whilst I'm watching Married at First Sight Australia which I think is absolutely brilliant, by the way, but that's what our lives have become, have not they? They've become four walls, very, very small proximity whilst we watch other people live their lives in the hope that that's what we'll get back to. So with that in mind, um, I guess I hope that you have a decent enough week and find something positive to focus on for the future and something to smile about um, and more to the point i hope if you're as absolutely determined as i am in any situation you have a better outcome than i did so anyway but i had my vaccine that's what i was coming to tell you wasn't I? so i've had mine so that's one positive i guess well it is a positive um and then I've got 11 weeks now to wait for my second and even better all that stress to get my vaccine and I'm only 50 to 60 percent covered so brilliant news eh so anyway any positive is a positive in tip any step that we can take to getting back to some kind of normality I think at one point they were saying that we kept using the term the new normal and I'm try my best not to use that because if we say it's the new normal we'll kind of accept the changes as normal and I don't think they should be normal I think we're craving human interaction we're craving um, just the ability to have a chat without, you know, as soon as anybody coughs you kind of look to the side tensing fear and question why they think it was okay for them to come out that day it's very odd situation isn't it so I'm going to just suggest that like I said maybe focus on something that you want an outcome from but ensure that you get it this time Um, or whatever outcome you get is slightly more positive positiver than mine and thank you so much Um, I hope you find this one as interesting if you're on my social media you probably won't because you'll think i you all that um so i shall see you next time when i have another interesting few days in my life and i shall share it with you take care bye-bye stay safe